Welcome to the Rams Writer Podcast. Tight angle, cross to Pearson, Pearson scores! Stephen Pearson scores for Derby County! Wisdom, it's right! For Scythe, heads on goal. It's looping. It's yeah! in! <laughs> it's, it's Craig for Scythe with a looping header at the back post. Sibley shoots across goal. Yeah! He scored! Louis Sibley in the 90th minute. The goal we wanted has come. Hello and welcome back to the Ramswater podcast. Unfortunately, it's, well, it's not the way we wanted to end the season, but the season's now officially over for us. Derby County losing 1-0 at Hillsborough yesterday. Controversial penalty, um, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, we miss out on playoffs. Shame, really, but never mind. But we will discuss it and we will we'll obviously look forward to the future and how we see next season. Uh, and to do that, I'm obviously joined by Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Simon. And Nick Webster's back again. Nick, the man that can predict the future, is back once again. Evening. Hi, Nick. You did, Hi. you did. I, I literally right. said to Chris, Nick said it's going to be, the, the, uh, was it Portsmouth you have said a draw? Yeah. And I thought, he's winding me up here. <laughs> you did say two all. But in fact, you yeah. know, one all, you know, still a draw. Um, but yeah, we'll start with Sheffield Wednesday. Then obviously the main talking point is the penalty that probably shouldn't have been a penalty. Probably shouldn't have been a red card. I mean, I posted the the clip on TikTok, which has gone mad. It's, and I posted it on Facebook. A lot of people saying the same things. Never a penalty, never a red card. Um, and there's a lot of shit as well from like Sheffield Wednesday fans who are absolutely loving it, which, you know, what do you expect? But one of the main comments as well that I keep seeing is because well, I basically posted with a caption saying um, the moment our playoff hopes were gone. But that isn't really true. It was the moment yesterday. But I think we've had quite a few moments that we should have put games to bed and didn't like the Portsmouth game, like MK Dons, Bristol Rovers, all them games, you know. They were moments that could have ultimately got us in the playoffs and, and they didn't. Nick, you were there yesterday. What was what was it like? What what was the feeling like yesterday? Well, you know what? It kind of went from belief and then it kind of went flat. Some guy or lady or whatever decided to do a wind-up and say that Barnsley um, <laughs> had scored and it came from the right-hand side. So if you're in WU4, 5 or 6, someone in there is responsible for it. And I think what happened was someone must have just shouted someone it spread throughout the stand as if Barnsley had scored. And I was actually on flash scores at the yeah. time and it does a little little red dot if there's like a chance or something it never happened uh, so I don't know if someone was on the wind up I don't know but I think from around 55 minutes you know we're there singing you know we're we for about 15 minutes or so and there's a bit of belief but then it just kind of went flat we, I, we weren't having chances were we that no. you know 10 man it's literally mission impossible yeah the red card literally changed the game didn't it you know even the penalty and do you know what? I've said this before to you guys. I, I'm sick and tired of it. I have no bugbear with the referees. I don't, okay? Not excusing the bad decisions, but I keep saying it. It's the players. They're an absolute disgrace. Same as the Plymouth incident. The incident yesterday, 
the EFL, the FA need to take action retrospectively on these players. And one thing that they need to be looking at is how a player goes down. Now, that Sheffield Wednesday striker went down, not naturally, the way that Curtis Davis was tugging on his shoulder. Okay, so he's cheated to die and he's dived and he's cheated. Now, yeah. he should have a personal fine, the club should have a fine, and he should be banned for X amount of games. As soon as that starts coming in, you then won't have these players cheating because they're calling the referee. They're making the referee have to make a decision. Mm. Now, if the referee kind of sees some kind of sorghum goes down, he's going to benefit and go with the striker. That's football. Yeah. Okay, Summit needs to change. Mm. It really does. And it's not just Derby. It's up and down the country, every league. These players that are paid thousands and thousands of pounds a week are calling referees. And the managers are just as bad. Jurgen Klopp's an absolute disgrace. The way that when they Liverpool scored the other day, the first thing he did, his first reaction was to square up to the fourth official. And you wonder why, and Chris will relate to this, you wonder why the problems are grassroots. Yeah, the way that the level of respect's up and down the country, it's a disgrace. And, you know, a player cheated yesterday and it cost us. All right, there's a bigger picture, like you say, and I agree with that, you know. But in terms of the match, that player that cheated cost us that game. Yeah, he did. He did, and I think... I think you shared it, didn't you? I'm sure I saw someone. It was, you might have shared it, Chris, but Keith Hackett, referee, or former referee now, big Sheffield Wednesday fan, said, refs made an absolute howler there. Um, one, never a red card because cashing was on the line. Yeah. So Davis wasn't the last man. And two, um, it, the, the contact was, it was next to minimal. A player doesn't go down like that as you said, Nick, if that's in the middle of the park, he's not going down like that. And no, of course he's not. And then you've got the other thing as well. Again, Chris, you might relate to this, but being a referee, but if that had been at Pride Park, would that have been a penalty? Because the ref then has got, he's got a call to make, but he's at Pride Park. He's not in front of 30,000 or however many was there yesterday, you know, Sheffield Wednesday fans. <clears throat> the, way, the way I look at it is, he had an opportunity to speak to his assistant referee. When the whistle gets blown, you don't have to necessarily make the decision straight away. I would have been rather have blown the whistle. Looked, he didn't even look to the right uh, to the assistant referee to to confirm his suspicions, and that's what really disappointed me. And this guy isn't even a League One referee; he's a Championship referee. Uh, just to put that in. Um, you're right, Nick's spot on. You're both spot on. It it, it was false pretenses. It it, it was, uh, um, I, I nearly swore then, but it was it was pathetic the way uh, Johnson, who is renowned for being a a beast of a of a, a wing back or a, a midfielder wherever he plays, to to fall down like something out of a platoon. Um, what I will say though is. He he let the referee have a decision, guys, and it shouldn't. You know, and me and you, Simon, had a bit of a disagreement on on uh, text yesterday. Where yeah, really bad decision to text me that. I know, but literally that, that, just after the score, well, he texted me went fucking Curtis Davis. <laughs> well, look, Nick Nick can come in on this. Curtis Davis, Sheffield Wednesday's plan was to turn Curtis Davis every time. If you watch them very carefully, they knew the weak link. Curtis is a wonderful footballer, is a wonderful player when he is facing the way that he needs to be facing. But I guarantee you, when that ball turned him, 
you could see panic on his face. He was losing out on the battle. The, the forward was uh, Patterson, I believe it was, was was somehow catching him and Patterson ain't the quickest. He scuffs his pass and you don't, the rest is history. We, to me, he should have rose-edited it. Let's get back in formation because at that moment in time, we were nil-nil within the game. Chances were being created and it would have been enough for us to because I almost thought that Sheffield Wednesday had accepted almost a draw. Yeah. Because after they scored the penalty, I can't remember. All right, they, they, they had a couple of chances straight after when we were wobbling. It was inevitable they were going to go straight after us again. Well, I thought in general they sort of accepted that 1-0 would be fine. One thing I will say, going back to the penalty, I don't know your thoughts, guys. Darren Moore's expression. The camera went straight to the dugouts. Um, after the penalty was scored. And Darren Moore did not move a muscle. He didn't smile. He didn't celebrate. Now, I'm not a Sheffield Wednesday fan. He may be like that every game. I, I doubt it. I think he was embarrassed himself. It, it was a really poor decision. Reflection is a, is a is a fine thing, but ultimately, we gave the referee an opportunity to make his mind up. And unfortunately, we know what happened. It's true. I mean, someone actually rebutted that and says uh, about the obviously the Davis mistake and says, um, yeah, but if you go back even further, you look at Bird, he let Barry Bannon have all the time in the world to play that pass. But my point was was the fact that it was never, yeah, a mistake was made, but it was never a penalty. That, and that's, you know, it, we're not having this, obviously we're not having this discussion if it's not, you know, it makes the, if he goes, has that contact, goes to the ground, gets booked for diving, as he should have been, we're not having that, you know, yeah, he made a mistake, whatever, get over it. But yeah, I just, it had to be Curtis. And I, I genuinely feel sorry for him because you, and it, but if the thing was though, I don't, you might agree with this, Nick, but it felt like it was written in the script that something bad, it, it just wasn't going to be our day. Just to what happened, obviously 2020, that season then. And obviously. Well, well, we, we said that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. You know, but so, listen, I think personally, this will be a blessing in disguise. Well, are they going to be facing a year's time or two? I don't know, but I, I genuinely believe it, it will be a blessing in disguise for us as a club mm. in the long term from what happened there. Yeah, I think I I agree. I, I, I've said it on the show that as much as I want us to go up, and you know, you, you've said it as well, I don't think we're anywhere near oh, ready, not nah. with the way that the end of this season, the way that the squad will look. Um, you know, I just don't think that we were going to be ready for a championship. It, it might have just been an embarrassment, in fairness, unless Klaus dipped deep into his pockets and pulled out a hell of a lot of money, which, you know, he's not really got. Obviously, the AFL restricts us as well to what we can spend. Um, but yeah, I think maybe it is, could be, like you say, Nick, a bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, I think so. I actually saw Dave outside because I was waiting for about, I had to wait for about 45 minutes for the team coach to arrive. So at Sheffield, it parks away at the training ground. So <laughs> I have to wait 45 minutes um, after the game um, for it to come back. And uh, I seen Dave, so he come over and we had a little bit of a chat and, you know, I asked him how he was and he asked how I was. <laughs> and I says, I, I said to him, oh, I think it's a blessing in disguise. I know you won't say that. And I don't, no one publicly from the club would ever say that. But I, I told him what I've just said here, basically, blessing in disguise. And, you know, he's really optimistic for the future. He says we're in a good place. You know, Warnie knows what he needs. Recruitment guy. You know, and, and I just think, 
with any kind of project that you have, you don't want to rush it. You know, we should know that better than anyone as Derby fans. I mean, when was the last Very time true. we went up? 96 with a proper kind of team that worked and gelled. It was 07, you know, it was neither here or there, was it? It you was know, a fluke. Top. Yeah, it, it was. It was Chris, Chris's favourite Billy, Billy Ball, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love Billy Davis, but, you know, he'll be the first to admit that he didn't want to go up that time, did he? He, he would have wanted two, three years. I don't think and the board so, were ready neither, were they? Pardon? I don't think the board were ready to go up neither, no, were they? No, 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 I don't think anybody was ready. And so, you know, when we're getting linked with certain players now, it's exciting and we can now build a team that can progress from this league, but going further forward can actually progress up the leagues, not just doing a mixed max job to get to the championship. Well, Getting to the championship means what? We don't financially need to be in the championship. We're actually quite blessed in that, that we don't need to go up financially to survive as a football club. So let's build a really good team and squad. Whether it takes two years, take us to the champ. And I tell you now, look at Ipswich. They are the kind of model that we should be looking at because they'll finish top six next year in that championship. That was one thing I was going to say, guys. It'd be interesting to see if there's a, if there's a, a fall of attendances next season because this season was all about historically coming back from the verge of um, being, you know, in administration, losing the club liquidation and, and the, 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 the city, the town and the peripherals got behind us and we were, you know, we were getting really fantastic crowds. I don't I, think, I can't see it drop. No, what, well, what, what else are you going to do on a Saturday? Wake off the Popeye. <laughs> Denver well, Football Factory, you'll know what that line's from. <laughs> wow. Have you not seen Football Factories, Chris? Um, With wow. Danny Dyer. You've I have. Got, oh, you've got to well, see well, that. I wasn't expecting that line on uh, the Rubs hey, podcast. Celeste, the last, it's the last show of the season. I'm, you know what I mean? We're going all out. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are, uh, Nick, as well, but... I noticed that Sky have announced, obviously, they're going to be doing the streaming next year, aren't they? So they're going to do a thousand games a season. It'd be interesting how that affects Rams oh. TV. Well, that's another that's another right, discussion. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember if it's next season or twenty four twenty five, but they've certainly twenty four twenty five. Is it? So in twenty four twenty five, Nick, pretty much every game is going to be on telly or streamed from Championship right down to League Two. So uh, that'd be interesting how Rams TV work with that. But do you think there will be a shortfall of or a drop of supporters, or do you think it will maintain to the you know late twenty, you know, late twenties to early thirties? Well, I, I think personally, with with the, with the ticket prices that Derby have done, the fantastic prices that they've done, there's no reason for it to be dropped out. And I and I've said for a while, my view on it is that you know this we're on board a roller coaster here, and we have been for the last couple of years. Stick by it. I want to be part of that journey. You know, the ups and the downs. Um, so I'm, I'm obviously going to be there. And I think many of us will as well. Um, I, I, we, away from home is the, the biggest thing, isn't it? Because the demand for t- away from home tickets has, has been off the scale this year. Um, yeah. I, I, You know, and I think there's some new grounds next season as well that's going to be great. Uh, I think at home, I think we'll see it steady. I don't think we'll see a, drast- a drastic difference. I'd be surprised. Um, there's no reason for anyone not to turn up. You can't say we've not been entertained at home because we have. 
And I'm sure everybody has the kind of same opinion that want to be part of the journey. Why would you not? I agree. I mean, you said it yourself, though, didn't you, Chris? The League One clubs will love us because we travel so well. Yeah. And, I, and you know, everybody loves an away day. You know, our, our fans certainly love an away day. And they're all, <laughs> you know, there's always people begging for tickets. Always. And I, and I just can't see that changing. And uh, home games, again, I don't think it will drop. I, I genuinely don't. You know, like I said, we're in a real, you know, the only club really in, you know, well, we're the only club in the city, aren't we? So let's, let's be honest. It's, you know, I, I just can't see it dropping. We've always had, uh, you know, a good following. Even if it drops to 25,000, you know, I, but again, I still can't see it dropping that far neither. I think, you know, we, we're on, as Nick said, we're on this journey. And yeah, as much as we all would have loved to have got back at first attempt, um, they are going to have to change the lyrics of the song now, granted. <laughs> um, I, you know, I just don't think, I can't see it changing at all. And I just say, I still think we'll, we'll pull, it, pull in big crowds next season. And again, we you know we'll do what Derby County sports do best and let's get behind the club. Well, one it's thing add, one thing to add on that side, Chris, is, is for me, we owe it. Yeah. We owe it to Dave. We owe it to the club. So if you can be there and pay your way, if you can, don't rip the club off, you know, by buying concession tickets, going with adults and all that, you know, pay your proper way, buy at the ground. If you can support the club, because you know, we have to still remember that we are blessed to have what we have. Okay. If you can afford to go, and not everybody can, I appreciate that. Go. No, I think well it's a, said. No, well said. Well said. It's a good definitely. point. Just just to add in my tennis penny and onto the onto the away trip. So we lose Morecambe, which I'm quite disappointed about to be honest, because Blackpool were coming into our league and those two are literally uh, a five minute walk apart, aren't they? Which would have been which would have been good to see. Accrington literally, I literally saw someone put on Facebook. Well, at least we get to go to Blackpool again next season. Yeah. <laughs> but Morecambe, but Morecambe's just literally yeah, on the same promenade, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we lose Accrington, although they they gave it a real good go to stay in the league. They won the last two, and then we lose Forest Green, and I think we gain Leighton Orient, which is always an interesting uh, spectacle, uh, especially. Is that yeah, well, they're near West West Ham, where the uh, Millennium's, where West Ham play, uh, yeah. the Millennium Stadium. That literally is in Leighton Orient territory, is it, Nick? If I remember rightly, I've never been to Leighton Orient. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. You I are think, next season. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I think late. I think Leighton Orient when when West Ham took over the stadium. I think Leighton went mental because obviously it affected their turnover massively, but. Northampton. They, um, they're yep, Northampton and then Stevenage. And it's interesting that both Stevenage and Leighton, I think if I'm right, they went into the National League, both of them, uh, and came out of the National League and now promoted through to League Two. So three interesting grounds for various reasons. It's going to be um, four, isn't it? You're then looking at potentially Stockport, Carlisle, Bradford or Salford. Yeah, yeah. I would, do you know what? We were talking about this today, uh, me and my dad, about who would be like out of those four. It, I've got a soft spot for Stockport. I, I, you know, I think they they went through similar to what Derby went. They were they were treated terribly by their owners, and they 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 had a real bad demise, didn't they? They had to go into the national league and what have you. Um, Bradford are a big club. I like going to their stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. Carlisle's and, a massive track. <laughs> yeah, Carlisle's a pain in the neck to go to. And then you've got a Salford, and we all know the story behind Salford and the ownership. So, um, yeah, 
and it's an interesting season and coming down if I remember rightly we've got Reading Blackpool and Wigan. Wigan so you know and also one thing I did say you reminded people today is you know only one can go through the playoffs we say this every year you know mm. there's only one of the four you know and I, I would we all know we all ideally want Sheffield Wednesday to go up because we want them out of our league but I just have a sneaky feeling that that Peterborough are going to do it. They're 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 going to be on a on a a massive wave, a massive high, and I would not like to play them. I don't know what your thoughts are, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, to be honest, uh, one thing I did say um, yesterday, trying to miss at the pub was, you know what? Next season, that league becomes a lot less difficult. I think this season was a really really. You look at the you know you look at the teams in it was a really tough league. And I, and I think next season, there's no reason why we can't do the same again, but go a step further or do as Chris said and get automatics. <laughs> it was so, felt it was so desperate. I, I, I can't remember saying that. So. Can you not? Can you not at all? Like, yeah, my, know, mind, I, my mind's gone a blank. I can remember saying at the start of the season, we'll get mid table and you know, I did change it to playoffs. So, never mind. So why were there then? Quickly, Nick, who do you think will go up to the playoffs? Let's get this one out of the way. I think you've got a really good shout out, Peterborough. I think there's two ways of looking at it. One, they're on a high. Two, the ex- Wednesday have been rubbing their hands together thinking, Peterborough, got it, done it. Got it, we beat them already. A bit like Leeds were, if you like. And I think they might actually get a wake-up call, you know, because the expectation at Sheffield, um, you know, after getting 94, whatever points it is they got. Um, 96. 96 is... Uh, that's an amazing achievement, isn't it? But the expectations there, you know, they've been on bad form of recent. Um, I just think the expectation levels there, they might they might become a cropper. I mean, you've only got to look at Notts County, how much they kind of struggled in a roundabout way. So these playoffs throw things up and I think Wednesday will think they're there and I think they might struggle. I think we might end up seeing, I think Bolton are going to go up, you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. So you're both I, going for Bolton. I, I was going to say Bolton. I think no one's talking about them. No one's going. Yeah, exactly that. Everyone's talking won their, about Sheffield Wednesday. And Bolton have won there already this year, haven't they? They they they, they battered they held, Plymouth. Yeah, and they held Sheffield Wednesday to a one-all draw. I just think that the the playoffs are always they're never predictable at all. Who would have predicted us to beat Leeds? No one. Who would have predicted Forest to beat Huddersfield? No, I didn't. Wow. You know that, and that was a it was a fluke goal and a shit final. You know, so I just think you know the playoffs throws up so many um, different stories, and I, I just think I, I I would not be surprised if Bolton get out of this league. And so we got it, two it, Boltons and a Peterborough. It, it would just be the, the 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 typical football thing for Sheffield Wednesday to get a record number of club points in a in a, in a league season ninety six <laughs> and still not get promoted. Imagine how much that's going to cost them. Well, and this is it, you know, for me, it felt like it was the final, you know, the final sort of leg for them. They've got to get up this season because they've spent that much. So we don't think Barnsley. We think that, that we think Bolton are going to do Barnsley. And you two guys think that Bolton will beat Peterborough in the final. I Can you? I, 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 I think Bolton will beat Sheffield Wednesday in the final, personally. Oh, okay. I think Wednesday will get through to the final. I just, You're Sheffield asking. Wednesday are on good form at the minute. They have won the last four. Of what I saw yesterday, I wouldn't be frightened. Yeah, but let's be honest, they weren't. Yeah. You know, they 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 were they weren't out to win it. 
I know Darren Moore says I, I wanted to put a strong team out, get the win, get a winning mentality, etc. All that, but they they knew that what they're there to play for. They want to play in the playoffs. They don't want to get injured. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that. And it's just, it's the same. And it was the same story with Barnsley, which again, actually frustrating. Before we move on, um, talking of penalties, Barnsley should have had a penalty at one 0 I saw and it. It wasn't given. Oh, keeper with a short back pass. Just takes out the the Barnsley player and nothing was given. That was at one 0 That goes in. That gets fed because I think had had a goal at Barnsley, had Barnsley equalised, had that fed back to the crowd, the fans would have lifted. And I think somehow, somewhere, we we may because I think I think the, I think the players knew that Peterborough were tuning up or Peterborough was still winning, and I just think they felt like it was going to be one of them days where they couldn't get anything. Do you know that chance where Max Bird scuffed it? When that was in the second half there. with 10 yeah, men, wasn't it? That's what I mean. That was the chance. And we had one five minutes previously, didn't we, where there was a really rubbish square. Oh, no, it was first half, wasn't it? Yeah, there was, the, there was the didzy lob as well. That yeah, yeah. You think anybody wanted to fall to, it's him. Mm. And he just can't quite get the lift on it. And you just thought, yeah, it ain't going to happen today. But... I, I, I know that uh, <laughs> the uh, traffic police will be hoping that Barnes and Chef Wednesday don't make the final. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, there's no alternative. As far as I know, Nick, and you're the travel expert, I don't think there's an alternative route. No, there isn't. I I would expect uh, it's not going to be feasible for both trains to go through Sheffield. Now, I'm sure, I was speaking to someone yesterday, I can't for the last remember who it was, but he said he mentioned something, Doncaster or something. So I do wonder if if that did happen, I would expect that Barnsley would go out of Doncaster. I don't think you could get a big train into Barnsley, um, but I think you'd have to. It's just not going to be feasible for if you probably look at it. Probably what fifty thousand on the train? I don't know. How many go on the train? Forty thousand? I don't know. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be carnage, wouldn't it? Can you yeah, imagine? You can imagine there'd be a lot of coaches put on. I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they're going to want to swim, the, 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 the coffers fall down, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. They'll be wrap hands. Anyway, so we digress. We digress. <laughs> Moving on, then we're going to go because we've had quite a few comments, which I expected because you're all sad and like going, Oh, let's reflect. First one is from TikTok, it's from Scotty Douglas. Who do you think we keep for next season? Good question. A lot of players, I know we, we brought in what did we bring in? Is it 16 players or something at the start of the season? Someone on one year deals, someone on two year deals. Who do we who do we keep next season? If we go through the squad, goalkeeper, Wildsmith, surely we keep him. Yeah, yeah. both you both of you agreeing, yeah. Um I might have to get a squad lift up actually because it's just gonna be easier. I would I would <laughs> if I remember rightly, when we spoke to Ed Dawes on the show, he went he had it in his little black book, didn't he, of who would sign one year and who would sign two years. Yeah, so so cash in then. Will he be? Will now nah, Cash is a big one for me. Will he still be here next season? Yes. You think? Do you think? Will? Do you think so, Nick? Yeah. There was there was there was a lot of people saying, and I, you were there. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make you get a ticket, but there was a lot of people saying um, that they thought that was his farewell. By the way, how emotional him and Jason Knight were, and we'll come to Jason Knight. Um, and also, the radio picked up on it that he thought that. That, that performance, he got man of the match as well, by the way, from, from Don Goodman, which was, I, I nearly fell off my chair that Don Goodman gave Derby player. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember when we beat Forest 5-0 and he's still desperately trying to give Forest player man of the match. Um, 
Yeah, sorry, I read Cash in, Nick. Do you reckon? Yeah. What's the reasons I, I, behind it? Well, <laughs> um, I like Cash in. He's my kind of centre back. Um, he's young. Who are you saying he's going to if he's going? Should, will be my question. Because it, I don't think realistically he's a top 12, top 10 championship player yet. I You're going to break the hearts of a lot of listeners now, Nick, tell well, the truth. I'm being realistic. Okay, exactly. you, go through the, you go through the top 10, okay? I don't know. Millwall, Sunderland, Borough. You really see him playing for them? Coventry. Coventry, you really see him playing for them? And then you talk the bottom 10 of the championship. You're telling me that they're bigger clubs than Derby? What? What, what, Derby. That's what I would say is... He's had one season in League One. That's it. Yeah, I know it feels yeah. like it's been around forever. Yeah, and he, and he only came in. First full he only season, came right? in last season. Now, if I was him, I wouldn't even be contemplating thinking of moving. He's not going to get in a top ten championship team. He's too young, um, and I don't think he's the finished product yet. Which isn't his fault because he's been next to someone like Craig Forsyth, who's a fake centre back, if you like. Uh, <laughs> so, I think that. If he's got any sense, he'll stay. But obviously, agents get involved here, don't they? And, and and people start whispering. But, you know, why go? I mean, Charlie Good's a prime example. I love that centre-back at Northampton. I said to George at the time, I want to sign him. He's my kind of centre-back. He's gone to Sunderland. And I don't think he's played in God knows how long. I don't think he's played at all. So, you know, he's not going to be starting at anyone in the top 10 of the championship. So what are you signing for? I, I think with Aaron Cashin, yesterday's game was a classic example of showing the opposition what you need in your team because they've they've gone for a, they had Aiden Flint on a free didn't they in in, yeah. in January and it made me laugh at Derby fans were saying on Twitter yesterday we should go for Aiden Flint at the end of the season now Darren Moore is one of the best center halves that we've seen certainly in the modern era for consistency you know now if he if he's looking for a center half if he let's just say He's got his two lists, his League One and his championship list. If he's got a championship list, I would I would pretty be confident that Aaron Cashin, after the performance yesterday, who dominated Sheffield Wednesday, let's be honest, would be on Sheffield Wednesday's radar because he wouldn't have to move house. They'll have a big budget if they get in the championship. And I won't be surprised at all if that, that performance yesterday will open people's eyes, Nick, Simon. Yeah, yeah I, I think if, you, if you're talking to someone like Sheffield Wednesday, then yes, I, I would agree. But there's only a small pool of clubs that you could say that he could go to that he's going to get in the team at his age. Now, I think he's a superb centre-back and I want to stay here and I want him to be a future captain in four or five years' time. That's how much I rate him. And I don't want him to go, but I'm just being realistic at the point that I don't see where... When you look at his all-round game, he's, he's my kind of centre-back because he's, you know, I like it. Black shorts, white top, socks up, does the business. But when you look at centre-backs these days, you know, the, the old Ramos and all that, they, you have to play out from the back, you have to do this, you have to, you have, to have another dimension to your game, don't you? Yeah, and, yeah. And I don't think he does yet. And I don't think he ever will. He's not that kind of player. So I don't see him going to any kind of technical team. Um, personally, I just think he's there to clean up the business and put his body on the line, and I love that. And I want him to stay, and I think he will stay. I, I just don't think I don't think any move for him at, at this stage in his career will be wise. I still think he's a year or two behind the other young boys that we've got. Simon, 
no, I I think I I think I don't know. I don't know if he'll stay or not. I think he might do. I I've just not you just don't know. I can't predict it. I, I do think that somebody like a Sheffield Wednesday or one of the teams that have gone up might take a punt on him. I, I, that's, and I think if they do and the money's right, Derby will go, yeah, all right. I, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I, I, don't, I, th- I, think, I just don't think they'll have a choice. Personally. Well, if, it depends how much money we're talking. What, what we're talking, three, four, yeah. five? What, well, I said, I said, four Nick, mil, mate. I think I, I said, Nick, on a, a, a 19 year old with one year left on his contract. Has he got, has he got a year left? Um, yeah, he signed a two year deal, didn't he? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I said to Simon, Nick, uh, a month or so back, is it the embargo is currently being discussed now with the FL? Now the season's over, that's one of the primary discussions that the club's having. Um, and I said it'll be depending what the leniency is from the FL. If the FL turn around and say to Derby, you can spend what you um, basically sell, you know, you you can spend what you bring into the club via transfers, then I think that puts a real big dilemma on, on David. Because Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. But from, from my knowledge, we haven't got that, that we don't have to sell to buy. Oh, okay. As long as we don't go stupid, I think is kind of the ruling, i.e. spending three, four, five million giving player contracts worth, you know, 15, 20K a week, yeah. then we're fine. We, we, we can do business within reason. You've got to remember, we don't have any debt. The relationship's great. Um, but yeah, you, you're quite right in the, the sense that if, if money comes in, then of course, you sometimes you have to sacrifice. One of the reasons why I would not sacrifice cash and, and accept an offer of cash is because Technically, then we have no centre back parents. I would love to see him next to that. Tw- well, you know what I'm going to say 26, 20 year old centre backs, two of them, and his game will improve. Cashin's not been able to improve as a player because of who he's been next to. Um, so I think he will improve as a player. And it's always good not just to change the entire back four if you can get away with it because it takes time to build those. And that's a crucial back line, isn't it? In your team, yeah. and, and I think we can sacrifice other people rather than him. But okay, so he's happy or not, that's the question, though, isn't it? So, a quick vote then Simon Cashin, yes or no, he stays. No, Nick, yes. Oh, do you know what? <laughs> it's Chris, I bet you wish he didn't do this now, <laughs> didn't you? Nick's just convinced me he's gonna stay. I would have said he's going. But his his now... heart's in the right place. His heart's in the right place. I, 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 I genuinely believe his heart is in the right place. I just think it's going to be dependent on if someone comes in with a silly, stupid offer. But so, yep, Simon, carry on with the squad list. It's, a, it's so, an interesting discussion. This the centre backs now. You've got Fozzie, Davis, and Stearman, all three of them contracts. And for me, Stearman goes, Davis goes, and Fozzie goes. I agree. Yeah, they, they've all had the time. Fozzie's done it, he, you know, he's, he's done his 10 years here. If he, I think Fozzie might go, I don't think he'll go far. I think he'll go Burton or something like that. Yeah, Burton would make sense for him. I, you know, he, look, he obviously lives in the city. His kids are all settled. His missus is settled here. You know, whether they live Corndon or, or uh, what's the other one? Oh, where, where's Park Farm? Alistair. They live around there. So I, I can't see him going off anywhere far. Um, Man- Mansfield, even somewhere where I, it I, can... see, I thought Mansfield, you know, that, I thought I can't <laughs> drop him that low, though. Cloughy will have him, though, definitely. Cloughy will have him. But yeah, I think, I think all three will go, personally. Nick, you, you agree with that? Yeah, we have 100%. 100%. 
And your, your quick sentiments on on those three? Would you be sorry to lose them, or do you think that um, it's a one year overdue? I think I, I, I think for me, Stearman's been an important person. I think perhaps behind the scenes, maybe uh, perhaps maybe not so much this year. I think possibly last year more so. Um, you know, in particular, I like to see his encouragement from the sidelines and stuff. Um, that was nice to see. Gave us a bit of a different dimension into it. Full South, yeah, he's done a great 10 years. Um, but, you know, I think he's caught up with him now. Um, and I don't think he's a poor one player. Davis um, is actually, I think, for the last few years, he's been outstanding. Um, one thing that I was originally annoyed with him about was Brentford away when we, when we were getting tonked for him at half-time and he was on the bench and he'd come out second half um, to do it to a warm-up. And this is when the fans were booing him off at half time. So they were still booing when he came back on when he came back on and he just turned around and said, What the fuck do you want me to do about it? Um, now that annoyed me for quite a while, <laughs> to be honest. Because I don't care if you're on the pitch or not, that's not how I want anyone that represented our club having that kind of attitude. Okay. However, I think he's been an absolute warrior for this football club, and that totally outrules that now, in my opinion. Um, he, he's been absolutely fantastic and he will go um, as actually a club hero, I think, for me, um, for what he's done over these past few years. He's been outstanding. Great, great, great person to have around, I think. There's there's two things I can say about Davis. One, I'd, I'd, he'll either go, for me, I think he goes to Leighton Orient or he stays as backroom staff, coach, potentially, something like that. Or... I mentioned one player and one player only to you, Phil Jagielka. 40 years old, still playing. What a miss he's been. If, yeah. well, this is it, because we are still in League One, although I do think he'll go, there's part of me, and I don't know if it's literally emotion talking, that thinks, <laughs> you know what, he might just stay. He mm. might say, look, give me a year's deal. If you need me, I'm I'm here. If you need me to, I, I get it. I won't be starting. But I'm at the end of the day. When Curtis is fit, Curtis does a job for us. I, forget his mistake yesterday. Just because that, that that's going to be the main thing now is grating on everyone is Davis's mistake. I think since he's come back into the side over the last few weeks, we've looked a lot more solid at the back than we did oh. before. Prior to the mistake, he was having a fantastic game. My my three theories of, uh, about Curtis Davis are this. He lives centrally in the country. His family is settled. It works well for his media stuff. He's done he a lot in of Litchfield. Yeah, he does. And he's done a lot of media coverage this last two or three weeks. He's been here, there, and literally everywhere. I think he was in West Ham one night. And prior to that, he was at Luton. And he's been up to Old Trafford. Been on a question of sport. Question of sport. <laughs> so there's clearly, there's clearly... He's been let off his leash to go and do other tenure. So that tells me that I think there might be a deal in the background that says to Curtis, right, similar to what did with Robbie Savage in his last year, we'll give you a deal. It's nowhere near what you're on now, but in return, we will reduce your capacity to train to allow you to do other things to, to build up a career going forward, almost as a thank you. Yeah. I don't think he'll go to Leighton Orient. And I know why he's saying Leighton, because obviously it's his boyhood. Yeah, he started club. there, didn't he? He, did, uh, he has said in an interview before that he'd yeah, love to go it, back. He would love to play. There. But the fact that they're in the same division as Derby now, I'm not convinced. I just don't see him moving to London so late in his career. I might be wrong. 
But I, I just think he'll stay knowing that this media coverage allows him to travel from the heart of the country very, very easily. Um, and his daughter, he's got, he's got his children are now of the age where now I think they're approaching primary school or they're in primary school. And I think he's a very level-headed guy. And I think yeah. to uproot his self to go to Leighton or to leave the area at such an important time with his family, I think he's more level-headed than that. So I, I'm going to say Curtis Davis stays one-year contract to allow him to media coverage. Simon? Yeah, I, I just think he might stay. I don't know. There's just something nagging in the back of me that says he doesn't want to end his career by, you know, keeping us out of playoff by, you know, one error. Um, so I think he would say, look, let me stay. And I, I do agree with what you're saying, Chris. I think, yeah, it might be on a on a deal where it's a lot less, but he gets to his media stuff and he's there for us when we need him. He's in the coaching room, you know, and he's learning yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. And he's there for, like you say, the young defenders like Cashin, like whoever else may come through. He's there just to say, look, here's my... I mean, it was quite interesting, actually. One of the commentators... Um, Yesterday, uh, Gary Rivier, or was it, well, it might have been Dan Goodman, one of them said that Cashin had said that uh, Rooney had taught him everything that strikers hate to improve his dependence. Which, in fairness, if you know, it's one of the, you know one of the best strikers that England's seen. Can't say he's top scorer anymore because Kane's on that. But um, you think, well, actually, yeah, maybe you know, experience does count for a lot. And I think you know, with the with the way our squad is at the minute, that just having Davis around just to stay in the background, he might even do a Stearman job. But are we in, all in agreement that Stearman's going to go? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Stearman, yeah, yeah. thanks, Richard. Nice guy, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah. we'll we'll go down the road. Forsyth off to Burton then. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like his agent. I reckon it'll be at Burton or Mansfield. Nick, so we're confirming Nick Webster says, Curtis, stay or go? You've, you've kind of convinced me now. Both of you have got really good arguments there. You really well, you, are. You convinced um, me for cash instead, so we owe you one. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't think he will, though. I don't, I, I don't think he's a poor warm player. Hmm. Do you think he'll go? Yes. Do you think he'll retire or do you think he'll play one more year? Retire. What is he, 35? 38, I think. Put it this way. I mean, he's, Hold on, he's you did him a disservice with... last time you said he was dead old. <laughs> chat, chat amongst yourselves. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. How old I, he is. I, I think, though, you, like you say, though, he's got his media commitments. He's pretty sewn in there. He's done a lot what? recently, Nick, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Why not hang up? Why, you know, why not? Yeah, he's 38, yeah. Why, why, why put yourself through it all? You know, when realistically, He's not going to start forty six odd games, is he? Yeah, I so just don't. What, I just, do it? I just don't see him moving out of an area and and yeah, and putting and putting strain on his family. Leighton Orient, I know is his heart and soul, and he's all. And Simon's right; he said he'd love to play for him, but I just don't see the the the, the balance of family, media, and playing for your boy town club works at 38 years old i just don't think it does so so we'll forgot, move on I, I forgot a center back as well the old racehorse james chester surely we're not oh, here uh gone no never in a minute you know years. what great i actually think it would have been a really good sign if he could stay fit but clearly he can't i he, could see him, i could see him going back to hull on a pay as you play i can't even see that to be honest I, I... or wrecks him because he's welsh <laughs> <laughs> well you never know why not? Great shot. Yeah, they're trying to get bail. Why not? Yeah, from Gareth Bale to James Chester. <laughs> there you go. Um, then, yeah, so next is, well, he's a low knee player, but 
you know, Hayden Roberts, will he come back? Do you reckon, or do you think he might go somewhere else? Well, can I start on this one? His Instagram tells me no. His Instagram was a farewell. That's what I thought. Which tells me that he's already is either is either impressed Brighton to stay on, or he's got other irons in the fire in Championship. So I'm going to say goes, Nick. I, now you've said that, then I probably agree and say go. Yeah, I, I'm. I'd be the same. I think um, agents will probably have a big, a big, a big ask in that though as well. I think um, they'll be. He'll be. He'll be being touted for Championship clubs. Sure. Yeah, without without a doubt, the, the Brighton would have gone. Well, he's, he's a Brighton player. He's been at Brighton for so long. He's come done League One, done a job, been in the, been in most match day. Well, he's been yeah. in the match day squad, started the majority of games. So yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I'd, I'd I'd like to see him stay, but I just don't think. He, you know, his Instagram, Nick said, gutted with how it ended. Thank you all to the players and staff of Derby County Football Club. To all the supporters, thank you for sticking with us throughout it all. It's been a real honour to represent Derby County. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not coming back. <laughs> and then and then Hurrihan and Rooney and other players give a heart and a thank you. Yeah, there's no cool. sort of see you next year, pal. That's that's him gone. So uh, I, yeah, think, well, I think will Rooney be here next season? Oh, I think he I, will. Yes, I think I, Jake Rooney stays. Nick, his year next year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be his year next year. Yeah, yeah. I so think I think there's year. a really really good player in there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Genuinely do think there's a really good player in there. Where else oh. are what, what position? Midfield. Point, I'd point him in that, that holding midfield and play, holding midfield okay. role. So before we go on, there, to the... there is re, there is reasoning to that. Okay. Which, well, okay. We'll move, we'll move on to the midfield. Max Bird. For me, he goes. I think he goes. Ooh. Nick. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, for me, captain stays. Again, I'll, I'll flip. I'll flip this again. Who's buying him? I just think he's had over. Has he had over a hundred games for us now? Something like that. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think he's at that stage of his career now where he either goes, well, I want to stay here and yeah. stay here permanently for my career, or I can't be doing another year in League One. I want. But I he's, want he's, to move up. I think this is my whole argument with a lot of these players. They bar one, and it's where they're going and who wants them and why. Now, we all know how good Max Bird is, and we perhaps big him up a lot of our players because of the derby, okay? But when you look at it, where is he going to fit in a top 10 championship club? What is he going to offer them? Is it goals? Is it assists? What is it? Because those top 10 championship clubs are buying premiership ex-players or they're buying premiership low knees. So if Max Bird had all of a sudden got 15, 20 goals or whatever and 15 assists, then... I'll say, okay, they're going to be coming in for him. But I don't think Max Bird's been linked with anyone. But he's a holding you know, midfielder. He's not there to score goals. That's, well, that's my but, only sort of... Okay. There, I'm going to throw this one in because obviously it's an interesting discussion between you two. Max Bird is not a goal-scoring midfielder, which doesn't suit a football club who needs to score goals predominantly. We, we have struggled to score goals other than Goldrick. What I will say is like for like yesterday, I would say is Barry Bannon. Mm. Very similar players, very similar situ- positions. Barry Bannon this year has played 41 matches, 13 assists and seven goals. Yeah. I think Max Bird hasn't got above five assists. I don't think he's got, I think he's got one league goal, which was the Thunderbolt at Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. so Simon, Nick's right. You've got to ask yourself, 
if you were going to put a holding midfielder into your team, you had a choice of Barry Bannon or Max Bird this season, not next season, who would you have had? I get that. But what I'm saying is you mentioned about being a worn type player. Is he? If he's not scoring, for me, what frustrates me about Max Bird is technically you can see he's got ability. What does he offer? And that's why I think if anybody comes in for an offer, even if it there'll, there'll be a lower league championship club, I feel, or there'll be his agent will be pestering lower league or lower mid table championship clubs to say, look, come and take my player. And I, I just think for Max as his career, if he wants to get his career better, I just think he'll want to make that step to to the next level and not be playing another season in League One. He's played championship football. In his mind, he's going to be thinking, well, I, I played the whole season in the championship, played two seasons in the championship. I mean, now I've had to drop to League One. I, I want it to go back up this season and I want it to stay with Derby, but in championship level, he'll want to move, I feel. I just feel he might want to move. Well, I, force that move, it, regardless of who wants to buy him. I think with with having a year left on his deal, I just think he'll he'll get his agents to go looking and see if, see if he can get a move. Personally. Well, I well let's have a quick vote. Nick Max Bird, stay or go? I think he'll stay off a new, off a new contract. I'll be captain. Okay, Simon, go. I I think he'll stay, and I, and the reason why I think he'll stay is because I don't think there's enough people out there that want him. I don't think his injury this year. And his stats this year, to me, won't justify a move that's got enough cash coming our way to let him go. But that'd be my that'd be my opinion. So the next one, Simon. I know Nick's desperate to talk about this one. So Jason Knight. <laughs> well, again, we could argue about stats all day long, can't we? And I've got him to hand, but I'm pretty sure his stats aren't good enough. For me, though, he's going to go because he's an international, mm. and I think it would be a good deal for Derby. Yeah, my um, my nephew was at the game yesterday. Said he felt like it was him saying goodbye. Yeah, someone said that he was waving or something. One day, yeah, he, he was in tears and and sort of oh, okay. he literally he was in he was in a bit of tears. He sort of touched the badge and then waved to the crowd and then just went off. And yeah, he yeah. just said it felt like it was a goodbye. And I, I do think that it, again, he's this is what I mean. He might be in the same situation as Max Bird that he knows to further his career, yeah. he's yeah. going to have to leave this club. He's, he's got more of a justification than Bird, though, in the sense that he's an international. If he wants to carry yeah. on playing international football, he has to be top two tiers. Of, for Republic yeah, of I, Ireland, anyway, he has I to agree. be top two tiers. Well, J- J- Jason Knight's contract has expired, according to the Irish Mirror. It says here that Jason Knight's expected to depart Derby County when his contract expires this summer. Yeah, I think we've got an option. I think yeah. we'll give him the option. I think he'll say to Derby, Give me the option. Give me the additional year or two years. Yeah. So that gives you a transfer fee for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it, it says here below that he's already had discussions with the uh, Irish managers. It's Stephen Kenny, mm. uh, who's told him that he has to be playing above League yeah. One. And, that, and that's fair enough. But I, I don't think he has a choice on the option. He, 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 he has to accept it. It has to be triggered by us to be accepted. But, here, yeah. but here's, the, here's the interesting thing about Jason Knight, which which is which is Nick's argument. 166 appearances for Derby County, 14 goals and only seven assists. That is, wow. That wow. is not good. Okay. I didn't realise it was that bad. And people wonder why I go on about our young players being touted better than they actually are. Because so, their stats don't lie. 
Yeah. So 166 appearances, 14 goals, and was it six assists? And he's a midfielder. He he is he is someone, and I've said it so many times. What frustrates me about Jason Knight is he just doesn't score enough. He gets himself into positions and he just can't score. And what's annoying is it seems that a lot of times corners, set pieces, it's him that's so getting set. his head to it's him that's getting his head to the ball. And he just yeah. he can't get it goalwards. You know, that there was a chance, was it who was it against? Was it Shro am I think yeah, I think it was Shrewsbury at 2 0, edge of the box. And he puts it wide. He's thinking, how's he missed that? Not even at the target. Did was I right to say that Jason Knight scored two on his debut? Yeah, he did against, against Charlton. Yeah. Or Barnsley or Charlton. Charlton. Charlton 2 1. We had 10 men. And so of the 166 appearances, two of his 14 goals. <laughs> and I think he's I think he scored again the following game. Or certainly a game after, but I, I'm with. I'm going to say they extend his contract, give him the option, and they sell him for over a million pounds. That's my that's my take on Jason. Put it this way: a lot of people are going to be really pissed off about the amount that he goes for. Yeah, be, as as we always. What is that? Oh, how much is worth? Well, it won't be a lot. I'd, I'd say a million quid. Look at the stats. That's that, and that's my argument. Yes, he gives you energy. But as a midfielder in the modern day football, you've got to give us goals as well. Craig Bryson gave us energy, but he gave us goals. The, gave the us big o- the big argument will be is that if an agent says to him or a club says to him, don't take the option on and we'll give you a sign and on bonus. But if we have to pay for you, mm. if we have yeah, to pay a transfer fee. It's a club triggered as far as I'm aware, it's a club, I might be wrong, but it's a club triggered option. He has no choice. Ah, okay. So I, I think Okay, so thank you, Jason Knight. Love you to bits, but I think he goes, guys, a million pounds. Nick? Yeah, I agree. I think, I, I, I think he'll go, but I think he'll go for two and a half, three. Or undisclosed. Yeah, it will be undisclosed. But yeah. I, I, I'm a, I think he's in that two and a half, three bracket. I yeah. don't think he's worth much. He's a, you got, we've got to remember where these players are. They're in League One. People are buying League One players. That's... Yeah. Regards of his international, he's a league yeah, one player. He's a league one player with with very, very limited stats. So sticking with midfield then I can't see Harvey White coming back. Worst loan I've ever seen. No. Up there, up there with the likes of Dessar. I, I think he'll end up at Leighton Orient. Yo, you're on about Leighton Orient. I think he'll end up somewhere like Leighton Orient. He'll stay in London and get regular regular minutes in League One. Um Tony Springer, he's back a shite and all, he'll go. Um Connor Horahan, another one that's contracts bars June. Mm. That is hmm as all on it because it's weird. I felt he started off quite well. Then he had a dip in form. Then he had obviously got taken off at half time. Didn't you Chris was convinced we wouldn't see him start again? Then mm. he comes back into the team, and I think he's been one of our better players, personally. Is, is, he playing for a con- is he playing for a contract? According to transfermarket.co.uk, Mr. A certain C- CEO, whatever he was, knows more about that. He, um, he's he got his contract runs till June 30th, 2023. Okay, Nick, the floor's yours. Does he, do you keep him? Or do you think they'll want to keep him? Or do you think he'll go on to passages new? I actually think he'll go on to passages new. Um, the reason I just don't think he's a poor one player, I think if you look at poor one's teams, He'll want fitness. I think. wanted him though. Yeah, but how many years ago was that? This season. Okay. For Rotherham. I, yeah, different kettle of fish, isn't it? I, I, I agree. 
I, I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I think I, in League One you have to be more physical. Now he can't tackle for shit. He can't tackle for shit. He's got no pace. So, you look yeah, at the amount of breaks through midfield, and it's Horahan. Like you're just looking. Yeah. Nowhere near him, and as as much as I, I quite like him as a player, I, I think he's brilliant on the ball, technically gifted. I agree with you, Nick. I, I think, think he will look to. And I, I think, think that'll be a one decision. Yeah, I think he'll look to go to the championship. Yeah, I think, but just be simple because I don't think you, you don't need his style of player in the League One, but you you can get away with it in the championship. Yeah. Well, he's he's, th- he's thirty three in February, and I will predict that he'll go. And I think he's had a half-decent season. Um, I'm not sure he justified his position in the EFL team of the season, but that's just my opinion. I think he'll go, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up joining one of the promoted teams from League One because they've seen him play this year, and it'll be a free. It's it's a name that will excite their fans, even at 32, 33. So I think he'll go, and he'll go to a League One promoted club. Corey Smith still got a year in his deal for me. Oof. stays... I, yeah. I like I do love Corey Smith. Corey Smith, th- and this is what I was saying with Bird. If he's going to play this two in midfield, I'd love to see Rooney and Smith in there. I th- I think all of a sudden then we go from a pussy footing midfield to a combative midfield, and I, and I think that's what we've missed this this season is that bite and edge in midfield. Yeah. I agree. No brainer. He stays year on his contract. No need to to rock the apple cart. I'd make him captain personally. Mm, good, good shout. I just think he is someone that's always talking, always trying to organise, and he, he he plays the way he plays. I think he he plays as a leader for me. He he's one of the players, if not the player, that needs the most important preseason. Agree. He came to us not right, and yeah, I think yeah. that um, a good yeah. preseason under under. The belt, should we say? I think you'll see a different player. Although I will say, ages against him as well. Last one then in midfield, Mr. Sibley. I know he, he's got a year left on his deal. Well, actually, there's another one, but I'm not going to talk about him. That's Liam Thompson. For me, he can get. I don't care. He, he's, he's he's in a league that suits him. To be honest, for me. So Simon Long, Liam Thompson, they'll go. Go. Bye. See ya. I'll I'll, I'll I'll find a club for you. I don't yeah. care. Just. Nick Webster, Liam Thompson, say I'll go. I think it'll depend on what other business is done. For me, okay. Tom, for me, I feel Thompson's another, another sort. Well, a, a poor man's Jason Knight, who score you less goals. He'll, he'll run. Don't get me wrong. He'll rat, as I, you like to say, but I, he just won't get your goals. I think I think he'll go and he'll end up going to somewhere like Notts County, who that's a, yeah. That's, National that's League club who gets promoted. I think we, he we, does. We, we're talking pretty much the same, like Jane Hansen, aren't we? Yeah. his career that is the that is the yeah. absolute perfect it is isn't it? perfect player to <laughs> to compare him with is Jamie Hansen a horrible little shit that will put in tackles run round cause mayhem but is useless everywhere else yeah, yeah, the yeah. important bits I, so I could see him staying local National League um, hey, he might drop down to Mansfield you never know Clough. there you go um, so Louis Sibley I'm going to be controversial here he's got one oh, year God. left I, I would wave goodbye to Louis I know he's a local lad, but I think he's had his chance. I just don't see the dynamics that he brings to Paul Warren's new philosophy and his new regime. I know what your thoughts on Nick, but I'm going to go straight away and vote. Thank you, Louis, but I think he'll be off. I can see him at Burton. Well, that's where yeah. he lives, isn't it? 
I, I think you're bang on there, Chris. I think, to be honest, I think he has just that he just doesn't often enough. Um, I, I, I just don't, you know, he faked that header yesterday. All right, it was going up against Aidan Flint where the penalty went. They did that little half effort, the header, and they went and scored at the other end, uh, which he's done time and time again. I just don't think he's, he offers us enough. And I, I just don't, he's certainly not a poor one player. Someone of his ability should be getting, you know, 10 to 15 goals, 10 assists. I think there's a bigger picture here, lads, to consider. And that is the fact that we've got to be careful that we don't do too too much of our players' disservice because a lot of them have played out of position. They've not played. Imagine if we had Conor Horahan in the midfield and we were a settled team. It'd have been a different player. Jason Knight would have been. Imagine Jason Knight coming for his brass and Hendrick are due to retire, you know, and Husey and all yeah. that. You know, a settled team. A lot of these players we've not got the best out of. A little bit like what I said earlier with Kashin being next to Forsarth. He's not learning anything next to Forsarth. No. You know, but what... in, in, in and I feel sorry for him in a way because to me, Louis Sibley's behind the front too, the Ronnie Villains role. And he's very rarely played there. He's never had two strikers in front of him that can slip a ball through. He's a bit, I don't want to say he's like Lionel Messi because that's completely wrong, but that's the kind of vision that I get with someone like Louis Sibley. He should be in that role, doing a few, dropping the shoulder, skinning a few players and putting lovely balls through to the strikers. And he just hasn't done that. Um, you could argue he's not really been given the chance in a certain position. And I think you're bang wrong, Chris. Yeah, that's... He's actively looking to sell him. That's, that, that's, that's my issue with Sibby. I love him. I've loved him since I've watched him in the under-23s, the under-18s. Yeah. I thought, you know, when he first made it, I think I saw him in a pre-season under Frank Lampard. Um, and he came and he absolutely collapsed. I think it was it Birmingham we were playing it? I can't, I think it was it Birmingham? I can't remember who it was we were playing now. We're playing someone in a, in a in a preseason game, but preseason friendly. I think it was the first one of the season, and he absolutely clattered into someone. I thought this kid's going to make it. He looks good, <laughs> and I thought I like this player. And um, it's just not happened for him. And and I think the problem is is as you said, Nick, he's not been in a settled team. He's played left back, left wing, centre mid, centre attacking mid, striker. It's almost as if like managers that have come in haven't got a position for him to be in this team. He needs they've, give, go... they've given him chances though, Simon. They he's he's, he's I, played I under that. four managers. Yeah, I get that. But he's never played consistently. But his performances haven't been consistent. For me, he needs to go to, a, like Nick said, a settled, a settled team, settled club. Someone that's going to play him, say, right, I'm a number 10. I want to play in a 10 role. And that's where they put him. For me, we, we, we have got a disgusting habit of playing 10s as wingers. We saw it with Johnny Russell. We saw it with Tom Ince. We saw it with Tom Lawrence. And now I see it with Louis Sibley. If you're not going to play a 10, don't play him. Because for a 10 to try and adapt to a winger, it, it is so difficult unless they've got bags of pace. I think Tom Ince was the only one that really sort of managed to master that because he had a bit of pace about him. But Lawrence, I felt, you know, he struggled. Granted, against uh, under Rooney uh, last season, or the season before now, he thrived because he was allowed to be more central, but we need to stop doing this. And if, if you haven't got a position for him, then let him go for the sake of his career. You know, like I say, I love, I've loved seeing these kids come through the likes of Knight, Birdie, Sibley and all that. But now you've got a question and you go, look, they haven't done it for us. Unfortunately, they've, we've gone down with them. I know there's reasons behind that, but even so, were these players capable of keeping us up? Were these players capable of getting us to the Premier League? For me, no, they weren't. 
which is sad because they've come through our academy and we know why. You know, you look at the players that have departed from the academy that have played first team for us, the likes of Whitaker. Obviously, he's gone championship, dropped down to Plymouth, gone back to championship, hasn't played. But I look at, um, you know, there's other players. I can't think off the top of my head now because you don't hear of them anymore. No, the, but the, the other problem is, and we'll shut the Lewis Sibley one uh, on that. Is so, it? Wait, just for you, sorry, Salam. I know you're a big fan of him. Salam. Salam Affairs, he's obviously been on the show quite a lot. He's a big, big Lewis Sibley supporter. I know he'll be listening later on when it comes out and he'll be like, yo, I hate you now. <laughs> the, the, big, the biggest problem with the academy players, including Lewis, is that, is that they were brought through the Koku regime, Agreed. the Rooney regime, which Agreed. was they tried to play academy style football in a first team philosophy. And they've all, unfortunately, now been found out this last 12, 18 months, like Nick said, through no fault of their own, by having to play a new style of football, which they fundamentally have never been coached in their entire career. And they have, and Max Bird is your classic example, they've struggled to adapt to it. And I just think that it's now time, if we're going to have a fresh slate and a fresh impetus and a fresh philosophy, you need fresh players. So I'm going to go Louis Sibley, brilliant servant, all the best. See it, Burton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> harsh, but okay. Um, no, yeah. not harsh. No, 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 man, can... no, 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 that's a harsh, but the uh, see it, Burton bit was. No, no, because if he goes to Burton, he gets a three-year deal and gets the same money and just have to move out. What a yeah. brilliant, what a brilliant move for him. It's true, it's true. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we may have seen the last of Sibley. Of course, this could come back in the arse come August, you know, next, you know, in August. And, you know, it will. This is predictions for you, isn't it? Um, Nick's probably the probably the best one. <laughs> so let's just listen to Nick, shall we? <laughs> Go on, Nick. Louis Sibley. Yes, no. Stay no, I don't, I don't think he'll be here. I, yeah. I think I think Warren will be telling him I'm not guaranteeing your first team football. You're free to look at all the clubs. Yeah. My take on so now we move to the forward line then. Um, we'll start with the wingers then. So... Mendes Lang and Tom Barkhausen, do they stay or do they go? Um, I'll be quite quick on this. Barkhausen, I've always been a fan of. Um, yes, it'll stay. Mendes Lang, I'm not so sure. Uh, well. And I'll tell you why. He is... Paul Ward is going to run this team ragged next year. The preseason is going to be horrific. And I'm not convinced NML has got the legs to sustain a poor worn season. So I'm going to say the Ma- Mendes Lang will go, Barkhausen will stay. Well, Chris, like you did with Harvey, uh, not Harvey, um, who are you doing it with? Well, I can't remember his name. What's going on here? Roberts, Hayden Roberts, that's it. Yep. Um, on his Instagram post, Mendes Lang put, to our Rams, we're sorry we couldn't get across the line for you. Your support has been unreal all season long. I've generally found a place I call home and I love being part of this club. Let's see what's next season has in store for us see you then Ooh. so if we're going off instagram post he's staying and i'm happy he is, he is. He he yeah he's got he's yeah. got another year left on his deal. oh was he well then then yeah okay Shut up, chris. what yeah. do you know chris nothing <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i just nick what do you reckon i i actually agreed with you on that actually i, I fully agree on your points um just because he's under contract doesn't mean that i guess that he's going to be here mm. and you pretty much bang on what you said the whole fitness thing. Because Warren think, didn't give him the contract, did he? No, no. no. I, I, I don't think, again, it comes down to the formations, doesn't it? And, you know, Barcazin may become a cropper in this as well. If we do go for the two wing-backs, um, then it might be a problem for both players. It's certainly going to be a problem for Mendes Lang. 
Yeah, so may be different. We can maybe get away from that. I think I think Barcazen would probably be suited more usefully than what NML would be. So what you're saying, Nick, uh, on the on the pair of them. I agree with exactly what you said. Yes to Barcazen, no to uh, Mendes Lang. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. I'm going yes to Mendes Lang, possibly not for Barcazen. Oh. Because why has he not played him? Why has he played Louis Sibley ahead of him? Good point. That's that. That's my theory. And the thing is, he could either go for a three-five-two, which obviously he wants, but he's tired and tried. You know, he's trying out his three-four-three, which I've quite liked. Quite enjoyed watching his playlist. And I just think he might be going. Hmm. Well, okay. And I, he's not seen Barkhausen in that role. And I know he's had his, he's had a couple of knocks, Annie Barkhausen, but I was just surprised that he's he's been for me. He's been coming on as a sub, and he's not really made much of an impact. So I don't I don't know. I'd like him to stay because I think we are going to be really short otherwise. Everybody we've got gone <laughs> literally we're going to be in a similar situation to last season. But um, we're not going to be though. He'll have a list. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I think I just do. I do think I think I think Mendes Lang from his judging by his Instagram post, he's had talks with Warren and he will stay. Barkhausen, I, I don't know if he thinks maybe he wants to play and start in every game. You know, he has been at Preston for the last however many years. Maybe be looking to, to a club that's going to start him every week. All I'll say about Mendes Lang, and we'll, we'll quickly move forward because time's against us, is that Mendes Lang has not... All right, then, he's played pretty much every game this season, but he, he's, his form has dipped massively yeah. with the requirements that Paul Warren put him through. And I'm not convinced that if Paul Warren's going to play this Rotherham-style counter-attacking, blistering pace football that he played at Rotherham. I don't see how Mendes Lang can survive 46 games. He might be a bench player that you bring him on for 30 minutes to, to cause havoc. Then, yes, you've got an argument. But I, I, I'm still not convinced he'll be here, Simon. So I'm still going to stick to my guns. Uh, Lewis Dobbin, lonely players. You go, will he directly come back? No, I don't think he will. No, no gone. He's already said goodbye on his Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to say. Right, see, how can you make that argument there? Mendes Lang, <laughs> the difference is, is that he is a lone player with a future. That's Mendes true. Lang was a was a player signed by uh, Rossini. So strikers. Um, we'll go James Collins. Chris, I know you quite like him. I, know, I, I love Colo. as well, don't you? I love Colo. Uh, if he's got a year left, definitely keep him, which I think he has got. I think he's a two-year guy. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, keep yeah. him. I think Colo's got a lot to prove, and I think Warren loves him. Yeah, well, yeah, Warren, Warren made that clear from when he first came in that he loved Collo, didn't he? And I just think, I know he's played one up top, but I think I think when Collo's come on, I think he's made, an, he's made an impact. It might not be a goal, but he does that horrible work that, you know, the like the Goldrick doesn't do, and that's press and press hard, and he will run defences ragged. And that, that's something that, it goes unnoticed, and he gets a lot of shit, Collo does, because he doesn't score. Too many goals, but he does a lot he of the hard graft. Yeah, exactly, Nick. Exactly, Nick. You've just he's, took words he's out of he's, he's a poacher, isn't he? He yep. wants to just give me in the box six yards. Well, anywhere between six yards, twelve yards. Yeah, he's perfect right. example. He, he's had he's had the most awful serve. Let's be honest. Derby County's uh, distribution from the wings this year has been poor, and if it was average, we would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. There's a big argument that Collo is is deserving another ten goals, and he should be he should be a guy on twenty goals in this league, and he'll get it yeah. with two decent 
guys either side of him next season, he'll get 20 goals all day long. So Colo stays for me. So then the, the big one, player of the season, Dave McGoldrick. 30, what is he now? 34, 35? Uh, well, he's his own, own agent. We know that. That's true. Yeah, so 35-year-old Dave McGoldrick. We're in League One. Does he stay next season? Me, personally, I think he'll go, you know what? Enjoyed that. Managed to stay fit for most of the season. I was looked after when I did get a knock. I've had the best scoring season of my career. I want to have another go. And I think he'll, he'll look at signing another one-year deal. Nick? Yeah, I think Sarge got it pretty bang on there, to be honest. Um, there may well be question marks whether Warren wants him or not for another year, depending on what his plans are. It depends on what the conversation with him is. It might He might have a different idea. That he might not be playing so much. Um, because obviously this year, he had to play, didn't he? The, you know, we couldn't really drop him. So I think it all depends on... I guess what Warren's plans are for him next season because he has he has spoken, hasn't he? He has said that he has had talks with, with yeah. Patrick. But I, I think my point more is if we're going to play two up top, realistically, it's going to be Colo or McGoldrick, and it's going to be a fast guy, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. It, it it depends whether he's going to be accepting that he's going to be fighting for a position with Collins. I guess um, I think, but. I think you, you pretty much bang on what you said there, so I, I don't think anybody can really disagree with that. I think, you know, he's enjoying his football, scoring goals. You live locally. What more do you want in life at that age? I agree. There's nowhere he, else to go. He, he lives on the Yorkshire-Derbyshire border. His family's settled. Derby and Notts County were the only two clubs that approached him during the season. I think he's a man of loyalty. I think I think it'll be a no-brainer. I think yeah, he'll it'll, it'll take a one-year option, knowing that he may not get the 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 same amount of minutes as he got this year. And you know what? If he's got the same money, but his legs are rested slightly more, I think it's a win-win for everybody. So to me, McGoldrick stays. Yeah, sweet. That's it then. So looking at next season, then we need a whole new defense, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how many how many have we said stay? Well, I think well we've said. Oh yeah, Luke McGee. Do you reckon he comes back next season? No, I know he's, no. not. I know he's on loan. Have gone down. I know he has. I know he's on yeah. loan. So I think he'll sign. I think he signs. I think he signs. That was always the plan to me. That was always the plan. I think if Derby have got any sense, they give Wildsmith a real challenge, and I'd go for Portsmouth keeper all day long. But I think he'll go to bigger and better things. I think. I think the reason they bought McGee in was to see him, but not, not unsettled Wildsmith. Saying, look, you're still number one, don't worry about it. But we've bought him in just, you know, just to keep you pushing because at the moment you've got nobody and we do need somebody if you get injured that's a bit better than Lochi. No offense. But, you know, <laughs> it, well, you know, you know, he's he's obviously Scott Lochi's there to do more coaching than anything else. But yeah, so we've yeah. gone with Wildsmith, Cashin, Rooney, uh, possibly Bird, but not Horahan, not Knight, not Sibley, Smith. <laughs> Possibly Barkars and Mendes Lang were a bit unsure on. So we've got a squad of nine there. And then obviously uh, Colo and, and McGoldrick. We've got a squad of eight. So we're three better off than last season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think Warren would be happy with eight guys. I think he'll say, yeah, I'll take those eight. And yeah. I would imagine that uh, Mr. Thomas has got a list of of probably 20 names already that's 
under his chin tomorrow morning that he'll be making phone calls? Well, one of them, we don't know how true it is, it is from the Sun, could potentially be Lee Bonis, who nobody has ever heard of, but he's he's a he's a 23-year-old striker that plays for Lawn in the is it Northern Ireland League? Yep. And he scored 16 goals this season. Um when I told you about this off air, Nick, you were quite excited about this, weren't you? I was very excited because this is Johnny Russell Johnny Russell all over again, isn't it? Yeah. I think these are exactly the type of players that we should be looking at. Um, I suppose it's a bit like, I, I guess, Jack Marriott, I suppose, from the lower leagues, isn't it? Um, and how Peterborough did their recruitment. Um, yeah. It's very clever. This is why this guy has been brought in to buy players like this. And this is where Dobbs recruitment finally can get it right. And we're buying players to you know reinvest in them to then sell on, do the job for us. And then sell on. Gone are the days where we're signing players on silly money, Kitchianias, the Bradley Johnsons, the Butterfields, etc., etc. Players that have done it. These players, I've never heard of him, no. but he excites me because he's a low price tag. He knows where the ball is to score a goal. Right? Okay. Two two hundred to three hundred k. That yeah. is a low. They, like that. they are exactly the turn wheel investments that we need to be making to then flog on because we're a third division team at the moment and that's a realistic story situation the club's in. Um, but it excites me because these players, how exciting for him to come over the water to, you know, to play English football in the third division. You want, you're hungry. You want to prove something. And that works for us as a club and him as a player. Now, if we had all of a sudden players like that coming in through the door, yeah, that's a really good mix for me. It really is. I mean, I'm well excited by it. <laughs> the sign of the sign of a porter down. That's a terrible Irish accent, isn't it? But, you know um, that that market, that the whole Irish market, Northern and Republic, is very untapped. You know, mm-hmm. as is Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know this is. I keep going saying this is why this recruitment guy has been bought in. It's not to look at players like uh, in the already in the championship, or or if you like, you know, players that have already proven. It's to to wheel out those ones that are hungry got something to prove and that we can get at a good price tag. I mean, you guys both mentioned it last time I was on when when you mentioned these Oxford players and Portsmouth players and players like that. They're the players that we need to be targeting, the best of the best in this third division that know exactly how to play football at this level. You know, not the Jason Knights that haven't got the stats or the Max Birds that perhaps struggle or the Louis Siblings that can't do anything. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, this is why yeah. I mentioned Macaulay Langstaff last time from Notts County Absolutely. because he's he's been in the national league, an aggressive league. You know, one, he, you know, he's what is he, 26? I think he is. He's somebody there that you know he, he's he, he's played men's football, and we saw. Can you remember when we played Chorley? I know they weren't great or anything like that, but they they just beat the shit out of our youngsters. Yeah. That you know what I mean? It was, and that, that was horrible, wasn't it? Well, it is. It was, but that is the type of football that you need in this league. Someone that doesn't care about getting not. That's why Carlo's great in this league. I love his aggression. It does not bother me at all that he gets carded or he gets over-aggressive because that's what you need. And he knows that. And I think if you bring in someone that's, you know, at 23 or 26 who's not playing this league and you've got McGoldrick and, and, and Carlo there, they'll say, look, you've got to boss defenders. You've got to bully them. You've got to make them not want to play against you. Just be horrible to them. And they'll, they'll crack. And they will do. My my only concern on that is that uh, he's still young. He's twenty three. Um, he's, he's is that is that young, Chris? Is it young when we consider the Jason Art Max Bird's age? Well, what what did we say was the prime age that he was looking for? 
Between 25 20, to 28. Yeah, 25-28. I just wonder whether it's one year too early for him. He's only just... Yes, he's okay. He's won the Northern Irish Premier League this year, hasn't he, with his current club? I think they they won the title. Three hundred thousand pound. We're we're reliant on the EFL, as we've discussed, allowing us to uh, come out with a, the current embargo and spend on what we what we potentially uh, bring in. Interesting. Yeah, I agree with you, Nick. It's nice to bring in players who have uh, a model of no background and, and a history of, of proving it elsewhere without being sort of tarnished by bad moves. So yeah, interesting. He, he looks like he's potentially looking at his stats. Um, he looks like, like last season he scored seven goals in 16 games this season, 16 and 34. So he's a one in two striker aggression, 11 yellow cards. Love it. He, he, yeah, exactly. It's a you know it, that's what you need. That you know that it's obviously we've not seen him play, and there'll be no doubt someone trolling the the the, uh, the artifacts of of, uh, of YouTube trying to go. <laughs> oh, he's a class player. Look how amazing he is. <laughs> no, you've just seen his highlights. It's fine. But you know, it, I, I'm with you, Nick. It's good to be excited. I I I'm really looking forward to the. I'm. It's going to be pretty this way. The fact that we've not got playoffs. The fact that we've not gone up makes this transfer window a lot easier because we can prepare now. Yeah. We haven't got to wait till after the playoffs. We haven't got to wait and see what league we're in. We know that we're building a League One squad for next season that's potentially going to be title chasers. That's that's what Warren's going to want. So we got uh, we get to build early. I'm I'm actually gonna agree with Nick Webster, which he said during the season a couple of times that this was a bonus season. He wasn't expecting particularly anything regarding promotion but we looked at it as a, as a success in the sense of and this is where I hold my hat up and got it wrong I did say we'd get promotion I sit down now talk, I've spoke to you guys now many times this year and I see exactly the way you two guys see it he needs to get his business in very early get him through the door by July have a full pre-season with your full squad I think it's always a danger bringing guys late and disrupting what you've already moulded. So I think you'll see Warren get 95% of his signings done by July. And I also think that Derby County now have proven to championship players that you can still come below, go down another level. As Sheffield Wednesday did with Rotherham players, Derby can now say, look, we're no longer in that administration era. We've just had a year to prove to you the football club that we are in stature and capabilities. And I just think, you know what? I'm with you guys. I think we are now doing the right thing in building fresh and going for it next season. See, my mate my mate sent me this on from someone on Twitter. I won't say his name. It's fine. Mate's on Twitter. You've probably seen it anyway. Um, Warren was brought in as an upgrade. Highest away win, 14th place Exeter. Won one game from the teams in the top nine. Awful style of football to watch as a fan. Took a team that should have cruised playoffs from seventh to seventh. Don't see the hype of this bloke. Come on. Well, don't, don't, you know, he was never brought in no. to go up this year. No. I mean, surely, surely, surely his fans would can see that. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I don't think this this team would, should have cruised to playoffs. There's there's having a team, which, fair enough, there are some teams of big names. But there's 46 games to play in that, or 50 yeah. odd games if you include the FL Trophy. And these guys were all majority of them over thirty. 
Yeah. This, the this fitness isn't going to be. One injury cost us. One injury cost us, and that was Max Bird. Yeah. But I, I, I think this team for me was paper heavy back in July, August. You looked at it on paper. If you were playing football manager, premier manager, whatever it may be, and you looked at it and you'd look through those players, you'd have gone, yeah, Derby should breeze this league, should do that. But football doesn't work like that. It, you know, it's a mix. It was a mixed match. It was what we signed was desperation because we had to get players through the door, and they were the best of the players that we had available. Totally a right back all season. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> technically, yeah. We've, we've, this is what I think people forget, and you know, we've been playing Fozzy at centre back. We've got He's not a Fozzy centre back. He's supposed to be a left winger back in the day. And, I still. And I think that, that's what we need to remember, and you know, and, and I think for me, it's not going to take. We, we shouldn't all be putting our eggs in this basket to think that it's going to work in this transfer window. What you were just saying there, Chris, is get everyone in early. However, I think the issue we're going to see is there's going to be a lot of mind games with a lot of our players' outgoings. With that, I mean the likes of Jason Knight, perhaps Max Bird, Louis Sibley. I don't think clubs will be coming in straight away to pick them off. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of mind games with them players. Um, I don't see anybody lining up for them that's going to be offering two, three, four million on the table straight away. And what we could see is that the squad is very heavy and towards the end of the um, the transfer window. And it's going to take, I say, we need to be given one at least three transfer windows. So I'm talking next summer. Yeah. I, I, that's a valid point. It's a valid point. The, but my, my tennis opinion on that is I would have liked to have seen Liam Rossini. I'll be honest, Simon knows I'm a fan of Liam. He's done a great job at Hull, steadied the ship there, got another good result today. Um, I would have been interested to see what the squad would have done under his philosophy. But, you know, that's 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 hearsay now. Um, I think you're right. I think the, the squad will have to be top-heavy for the first um, two to three months. And hopefully David's got the finance to, to cover that. Because you're right, I don't think Warren's going to want to start pre-season with nine. And I think you'll end up with probably starting pre-season with, with over 20. And I think you're right. I think he's going to have to be patient. And David's going to have to be patient getting his money back. Simon, I don't know what your quick thoughts on that are. You're on mute, Simon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it was interesting all, watching all season. Oh, how many years? Five years doing this bloody podcast now. I've never ever done that. There's an edit. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're just on the Rossini thing. I think you look how many games yeah, was it nine? I think we worked out. I just felt. I just feel that as the season went on, and I know he had, he brought his players in to play his style of play. I just feel as the season would have gone on other managers would have worked him out and I, and I still think we would have struggled against physical opponents as we did under Warren, just with the players that we had personally. So I, I don't think we would have got players even with Liam, but I do, as you understand, I do think he's a great guy and he has done a decent job at Hull. Um, but yeah, I just, I agree with Nick. I don't think we're going to just go, yep, we'll take that offer. Yep, we'll take that offer. Yep, we'll take that offer. We'll, it will go on to the end of the window and I think we will have a big squad and I think Warren, what Warren will be doing now is concentrating on who he wants in first, getting them deals done before anybody starts coming. Oh, hold on! If I don't, I don't want to get rid of him unless I get him in. in. So I think you know he's in no rush to get rid of any players. No, and I think that he's openly said that he wants a squad of twenty-four, twenty-five, 
and this year he's had 22. Yeah. And if he's keeping eight, then do the math. We could potentially be seeing as many as 14 to 16 players in, and that yeah. wouldn't surprise me one bit. And I don't yeah. think I don't think that they'll rock the academy, particularly this season. There coming ain't nothing either. in it, Chris. Let's be honest. Well, but I it. I think they will build the academy by coaching within. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll recruit particularly heavy in the academy. I think they'll just coach through um, the next season or two. Pat and the crew are great coaches. They're starting to pick up results now towards the end of the season. If you have a look, yeah, and I think that I think they'll stick to what they've got at the academy. I think the focus with David and the recruitment will purely be 14, 16 players uh, first team. I think just on the academy, I think David needs to make a decision on that because obviously he says want to keep it as a cat A academy, but how much does it cost him? What return is he getting on that academy for having it as a cat A? Is the risk bigger than the reward? No, well, not for me. The market, I don't know about Unit, but I think the market of academy players is 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 gone. I think the days of homegrown talent since COVID almost, I don't I can't think of anyone anywhere in the leagues that's come out of the academy and gone somewhere for silly money. I don't know if yeah. anyone... Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think we'll stay as a cat, because I think the club have already kind of said that that's what they want to do. They have reasons behind that. Um, I think you're bang on right with with, with the um, the academy players. Um, the market... I mean, the whole thing's rigged anyway, in my opinion. The whole thing's gone, because you're getting the big clubs there sweeping up the 9, 10, 11-year-olds, even younger... And they're just keeping them at the club, basically, so the other clubs can't sign them, basically. And that's how it works nowadays. Um, but I think we will perhaps focus on the academy behind the scenes, perhaps of what what we won't, what we probably won't see, um, because we still, as a as a third division club, and even as a second division club, we still got to have that steady intake of youngsters coming through, so we can eventually sell on and make profit, and that's how the business is done. But you're quite right; there isn't many kind of youth players that are gone and I have a conversation with one of the other mates and I didn't go to the Man City under um, the Johnson Payne trophy which I want to win next season by the way and the, you mean the you pizza know, cup yeah the pizza cup I want to win it <laughs> I, do I want to be sat there in that dugout eating pizza apparently you oh. can do that or something I don't know I don't know how it works but my, my point is you know he was said all oh, these Man City players are great and I said to him, make a note of all them players and see where they are in two or three years. Obviously, not even a year down the line. But my point is, if they're playing under 23 football for Man City, their career's not really going anywhere, is it? So, and we've only got to look at the youngster that we signed for Man City, the under-18 captain, Adora. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, he's just gone nowhere, has he? So, you know, it's a real, real hard place, I think, now for academy football. I, I often see it that, as I said, that clubs are signing these players, just keeping them within their system, no intent to play them, and then they'll just release them. And they're all it's doing is stopping the likes of Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea buying them and getting stronger. That's all it is. It's a secondary business, basically. Spot on. Spot on. Like how De Bruyne and Mo Salah came through, really, wasn't it? They, they were secondary kind of players, weren't they? I think, were they? I'm a dream in that. Was it Salah or De Bruyne, one of them? Salah was at Chelsea, then he went to Roma, then he came back De, to De Bruyne went to Chelsea. De Bruyne was De Bruyne at Chelsea went, as well. Yeah, De went to Wolfsburg, yeah. and then went to Wolfsburg. Okay. And Salah was started off his career at Roma, didn't he? So what I will say is, is that West Ham won the FA Youth Cup, I believe, yeah, this against year. Arsenal. And someone was... I read somewhere that pretty much because Man City's 
academy had been decimated by loans that had gone left, right, and centre. But what's the, what's the point in these loans? Because oh, absolutely, they don't, they don't make it now. What was it? England under nineteens under Simo. Uh, how many years ago? We're we talking three, four years ago. We won the under nineteen, whatever championship was, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to go through that team and see where and they are. See now, yeah. where they are now. Yeah, no, I bet your bottom dollar. Not even a handful are playing top flight football. No, I think you're right. I think I think it's a good point. So there's a massive bigger picture with the academies. Uh, the whole system's gone for me. It really has. Yeah, I agree. So then we'll we'll go on to what fans have thought of the season. I got a few of them commented. So Vicky Bates says for the season as a whole, if we'd have if we'd have bobbed along mid table and had a push towards the playoff towards the end, we were we would be a lot happier with seventh than we are at the moment. I think it's a good chart to be honest. Yeah. The 19-game unbeaten run gave us a lot of hope and expectation that the team just couldn't deliver on when the injuries and in March slump crept in. I do not think we would have finished higher than mid-table with a senior. Fingers crossed we hang on to cashing Knight, Didsy and Wildsmith over the summer. Um, for the first time in several years, I'm excited and looking forward to a full pre-season and have great hopes for new year for next year. I have every confidence in Paul Warren and his team that will get some players in that can play the system and style of football. He wants to win. I'll be putting ten pound on Derby going back to the championship next season. Nice, come <laughs> on, you Rams. Uh, and Parry says, hopefully, one can bring in his sort of players, big, strong, fast. Afraid to say it, but a lot of players will leave, as we've discussed. Uh, Cashin, Bird, Knight, Collins, Davis, Sibley take the money and rebuild. Just worry that Klaus hasn't got the resources. Maybe an Ashy type could come in and still be interested. As soon as the embargo ends, we'll be a force again. Uh, Sean Hopkins says, last time, this time last year, we didn't know if this season would happen. Optimism for next season after the famous worn pre-season. Need another striker, two centre-backs, and we'll probably lose one of Knight, Sibley and Cashin. Whoever goes from these will need replacing. Uh, Julian Broughton. The season has gone about as well as most sensible fans could have hoped for, given the state of the squad and manager change. As a regular away fan, it's been great visiting loads of new grounds and seeing some brilliant wins home and away. The scenes of Port Vale were special. Time for Warren to bring in his own players. Hopefully some with good League One experience who are happy to mix it with the physical sides. Uh, last two, uh, Mark Andrew Coote, who actually put an absolute belter on my video he, uh, of what he thought of the referee and the decision. He put a picture of his dog having a shit. <laughs> oh dear he said this is what I think of that decision absolutely, oh I was absolutely creasing um, but he says in retrospect Liam filling the team with midfielders and no fullbacks from the start of the season has in my opinion been our undoing at least we know what to expect next season and plan accordingly uh, and he got a reply to, uh, from Patrick who said let's hope so if lessons have learned then be uh, that would be great and last one is from Roy Gibson as Warney said will we need to recruit we will need to recruit to make us that bit better. More middle-aged players needed with both experience and energy. From where we were, thanks to David Clowes, we have a club with a management, players and fans with heart and soul. Tomorrow is another day. I just got one, Simon, from Simon Stinson, who said, thoroughly enjoyed it. Felt pretty sick yesterday. It's still myth that we didn't make it. But on the whole, we played some great football at Pride Park in a positive and proud atmosphere. Going forward, I'm cautiously optimistic that we can improve further and challenge again. So yeah, positivity all around. It is, isn't it? I think, and I think, I think Vicky actually said it right. I think had we been mid-table most of the season and put a late run in for the playoffs, I don't think the disappointment would be would be as big as it was. I think it was the fact that we've been in and around the playoffs. We had that big run where we're thinking actually we could get automatics here, and then obviously we had the slump. And I think that's what's 
we you know we felt we were capable of going up and i think it's just yeah but it's one of those football for you you know nick you said it when you first came on the show we are punching well above our weight yeah and, it, and, and i think that was way way before the ipswich game wasn't it yeah it and, was and yeah i think the ipswich was a wake-up call for us all to think hang on a minute this is where we need to be and, and you know bearing in mind ipswich hadn't you know they've had two three four five years or whatever it is down there yeah four four you seasons know, yeah yeah, you know, so it's took them a wee bit of time, all right, they've had investment issues and all that, but that's the level where we need to be aiming for. I mean, this season has been absolutely amazing. I've loved every minute of it. I can't wait for next season um, to do it all again. Uh, I, I, in, a, in a weird way, and I'm sure some fans will relate, particularly the ones that, you know, do a lot of the away games, it's, it was mentioned in one of the comments there, wasn't it? To go to proper ground, what what I call proper grounds, to have a beer outside the stand, you know, Lincoln, places like that, not Forest Green because that's a ball late, but, you know, just <laughs> proper, well, we ended Vegan up in Bangor into that game, but that's another story. But <laughs> my, my, my point is, you know, I'll give you another example. You know, when West Ham came to Derby, you know, they, they came to Derby and they had about six minibuses full of crap, basically. People on headsets, minibuses full of what? Pantomime, the yeah. whole lot of it, you know, and like Liverpool, you know, I go and put the flag up from the team coach, you know, pick it up, have a chat, and I'll take you it. You weren't again. allowed to put it out yesterday, were you? Oh, I didn't even get me started on that. See, so you see, my nephew, I... my nephew must have been sat near you <laughs> yeah. because he went the guy with the flag trying to put, I went, oh, that's Nick. Mate, I'll have to tell you the story now, then won't it about Sheffield? So obviously it's always gone for years to Sheffield Wednesday. Always yeah. normally goes in the lower tier. You know, I touch base with them. And obviously I, I, I already said to them, look, I'm aware that you know, the lower tier is not available, etc. So we're okay for the upper tier, bearing in mind we've only sold 2,300. I know it can seat 3.7, etc. in that upper tier. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Bring it on the day. We'll see what we can do. Rock up at the uh, well, actually, I had to get the blessing Adam Adam Stora blessing the player liaison officer to take it off the team coach because the Derby <laughs> train didn't get into half ten, so I grabbed the Uber straight up there to go and go and get it off him. So bless him, he looked after <laughs> it. So I take it in there straight away. Oh, I was at the flag, yeah, 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 right, yeah, come in this way. You know, sometimes stewards like that are great at the way. So anyway, I get in there, then obviously the netting and stuff. So I was going to make it a bit uh, minimising size like I did once for Middlesbrough away, you know, just so it said Derby County, basically. Over yeah. the netting, I'm sure you saw it. They so put it up. You know, it took a good five minutes because it's not all of it. As soon as I finished tying the last tie rope, one of the stewards comes over to me and says, you got to take it down. I said, what? <laughs> I thought he was pissing about, joking that. He said, yeah, no, yeah. you got to take it down. We've just had a word control. They didn't realise how big it was and it's too big. But I says, he's, you know, it's only covering the netting that you've already put out. And he's like, yeah, I think they're trying to say that if they hadn't put the netting out, it'd have been all right. And I'm like, okay. I says, okay, that's no problem. I'm not going to get into an argy-bargy about it. You know, 15 years down the line, I can't be bothered with all that anymore. Uh, so I said, oh, can we surf it then? Because where it was, I'll just send it up straight back down. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll ask him. No, can't do that. And the stewards were like, I won't say what the stewards were saying about him because it's <laughs> wrong, but the stewards were agreeing on that it wasn't fair that what they were doing. Now, you look back at that and there's a lot of mind games, a lot of mind games that are going on. The team coach was kept for 20 minutes, the 2,000 tickets, no additional player tickets, the flag. There's a lot of mind games going on by Sheffield yesterday. I know the flag's very minute thing in it all. Yeah, but yeah. There was a lot all of All adds up, all adds up. Yeah, there's a, it, it was, Chris, it was all adding up. And you kind of think to yourself, 
mm, not quite kind of liking this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love going to all the lower league grounds for me. And you know what? To me, that's football. I can't well, be done with all this pantomime rubbish in the Premier League or even so the Championship. So to finish, so what I'll go for all of us. What was your personal highlight of yours this year? Then it doesn't have to be obviously. It could be a goal. It could be an experience you had. What was your personal favourite highlight this season, Nick? So I go for old oh, Nick. Sorry, go, you go first, Nick. Um, Charlton away springs to mind because obviously it was a new season, a new era, and as well as oh, it was Oxford won it first game. Yeah, at home that was a special moment. I think off the pitch. Port Vale, away from home, sorry, because that was absolute bloody carnage. <laughs> absolute carnage. As mentioned by someone here as well. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know what? You Sometimes you go to grounds and you, know, you travel 6,400 miles it's been this year, actually. Wow. To tell a start. 6,400 miles. Play. And, you know, sometimes you go to grounds and it's dead ending, it's dead rubber. You know, the likes of Reading away and all that. Although last season was scenes when Curtis scored, obviously. But, you know, Port Vale is why you go to home. It's why you go to football to experience yeah, yeah. their moment. And that was a moment. Superb. Chris, you. Bear in mind, actually, just for, it's been a year, a year to the, well, it was a year, yes. No, year today that you uh, first came on this podcast. And at the time, you were given your, uh, your 10 pounds <laughs> worth about the administration process. Um, yeah, obviously was... you've, been, you've been a regular since then, and now you're obviously my co-host. So. Yeah, it was my nail in my Derby County. Uh, Congratulations. Coffin. Thank you very much. I, I will I will celebrate it. It's uh it was a it was a it was a a sweet and sour podcast that was, wasn't it, Sarah? Because as much as I enjoyed it, 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 it was gutting me to actually discuss what, what the realities was. But um I, I'm with Nick. I think you've got to look at start of the season. Um the optimism, the enthusiasm. Horihan's goal was celebrated by everybody with with tears of joy. Uh, you know, to get over the line, get a home victory on, and and I'd probably say away from the pitch, I just think that I've had my head turned, and I, I think that Paul Warner's has now got me as a fan. Um, I remember that on Radio Derby, me and Nick, when Paul Warner was actually signed, they had me and Nick on at the same time, and Nick was a fan of Paul, and I wasn't because of his comments that came out of after the uh, debacle of Chef Wednesday Derby and Rotherham all fighting for survival. So I would say, yeah, the highlight off the pitch is Paul Warner's changed my mind on him and his opinion. And I think he's the right man for the job. Fantastic. See, mine, mine is, uh, do you remember Mendes Lang's opening goal against Forest Green where he skinned about three players and put it in the bottom <laughs> corner? That's mine because literally I went, he picked the ball up and I was I just went, here we go. Got past the three and literally as soon as you shoot, I went bang, goal. I was stood up before everybody else celebrating it. And this woman went, How did you know that? I went, it was obvious, wasn't it? And literally turned around, so he's a league one cheat code. And yeah, so that was a massive don't know why I just went bang, getting like that. Person behind me missed the goal. Sorry, mate. I don't <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I think off the I think off the pitch is, is a weird one. It's a bit sentimental. You can call me you can go short Simon, but it's actually having my family go to games with me now. So this season's the first time, obviously, my missus has never been into football. Now she is. Now she's like, what was the score? Did we win all the time? She'll sit and watch the game. The kids as well, they they enjoy going. Um, fingers crossed, season tickets get announced in the next couple of days and I'll be uh, 
straight on uh, DCFU at KUK buying them for me and a family. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been wow, it's been some season, you know what? And I think to start off this time last year, thinking Jesus Christ, this club's gone. I ain't gonna have anybody to support the stress, the work that you, Nick, the, all the rest of the supporters groups were doing. You know, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I was part of one emailing potential buyers and all this sort of stuff, trying to find out news, just to try and you know, having a phone call with one of the Binny family. <laughs> you know, just to you know, literally <laughs> phone me up for him. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, just to try and find out what was going on, and then for us to then obviously have a have a team, have a squad. It's just been it's been an emotional roller coaster. Gutted that obviously we couldn't get the playoffs, but you know what? I don't care. We've got a club, and I'm looking forward now. I really, am looking forward now to next season. I, I cannot wait. Really, cannot I think, wait. I think it's one thing you've touched on it, size that we mustn't ever forget that. Um, I know Chris mentioned the likes of Stockport have been through that, and a lot of the other smaller clubs, and and I don't think they have the level of expectation that what we now have. I think we've got to be very, very careful um, not to go down this level of expectation that we're just going to go up as champions just because we sign X, Y or Z players or because we've got Paul Ward. We have no divine right. Um, under Steve McLaren, we got nowhere with that level of expectation. You remember the season that we ended up with... Um, Reddit, three nil away. Redding, three, yeah. Sorry, 3 not home even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what, what I don't want to see next season is a level of expectation that Oh, so right, we've missed out this year. We'll go up as champions. Well, Sheffield Wednesday didn't do it. Ipswich were two years or so. We've got to be very careful. Just remember what we've been through. And you know, we are still years behind where we need to be on the pitch. Not off the pitch, on the pitch. And, you know, it, it takes time to gel and bond a team. And there will be levels of expectation. Certainly when we're playing Leighton Orient home on a Tuesday night, for example, or Stevenage on the Saturday, there's going to be that level of expectation for three points. I would like to think this season has proven that it's a tough league. It's a really, really tough league. And that, you know, we've got to keep getting behind them and not necessarily fall on the negative slide just because we didn't beat so-and-so at home. You know, and just stick by them. Because remember, you've said, remember, what we went through the last year or two, we nearly would know no more. I agree, absolutely agree, Nick. It's been yeah. What a way to wrap. We might as well wrap up the show with that, then, Nick. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> that's uh, can't really top that. To be honest, so yeah, um, Nick. Again, thank you so much for your time. You're coming a bit of a regular on this now. I know. So, I was Chris, gonna say, I, I, Chris I, has I got you. I like it. I Chris like has it. Got, Chris has got you on speed down now. He literally Ooh. goes, Shall I get Nick on? Shall I get Nick on? Shall I get Nick on? Shall I get we'll Nick talk on? contract negotiations, close season. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we will we will obviously have a break now for a bit. We may pop up every now and again just to give some news or anything of the transfer talks and things like that. But yeah, uh, all I can say is Chris, thank you so much for being my co-host this season. Um, thank you for sticking by me when I went AWOL for a bit due to personal reasons. Appreciate that. Nick, thank you for being a guest. Now, Pleasure, Jack. Guest. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having you know, me on. And obviously to you guys, you guys that listen, thank you so much for all your support. Um, you know, you've been with us all through the season. Even when I went, you kept on asking Chris when we're coming back, kept on asking me when am I coming back. Guys, we don't do this without you. So again, you know, so the amount of comments we had, how much, you know, you guys get involved and we love it. So yeah, 
the season's done. Unfortunately, we didn't finish where we wanted to finish, but we now reflect, we take our time, we look back and we look forward. That's all we can do. You know, so give a show a listen. Remember to like, share and subscribe. Follow Chris on Twitter at DCSE underscore CMH. Follow Nick on Twitter at DCSE Flagman Nick. And we shall see you again next season. Until then, guys, as always, come on, Derby.